0: Adnam has been a squire for two years now, and he's always hated being assigned night gate duty. Long, cold, miserable evenings, it often rains, and above all, nothing ever happens. Except tonight. A clatter of steps in the street, running, shouts. Three figures stumble out of the darkness, two of them carrying heavy bundles. As they approach, he sees that one of them is wearing the armour of a church knight. And that over his shoulders he is carrying a blood-stained body. Adnam’s eyes widen briefly, then he rings the alarm bell. So you come back to the Priory Mm -hmm. and as you come in, the squire on the gate is ringing the alarms and notifying everyone of your arrival. After a moment, you see a couple of duty clerics come out looking a bit disheveled and they come out and greet you. And as soon as they see the condition of Enigma, they immediately hurry you through into the chapel after perhaps a minute more you've had time to put down enigma's body and to get a tiny bit of a breather presumably you've handed over your prisoner to the guards
1: yeah i'll hand him over to the guards and tell him to ensure well i'll warn them that he can change his face and that he needs to be kept unconscious excellent he is locked away
0: and preceptor arroyo joins you in the chapel he's looking quite disheveled he's looking quite um
1: tired it's late at night right so and does he have a warm yes, glass of milk very
0: he doesn't have a warm glass of milk but he has put on some semi-formal robes over a long nightgown and he is wearing slippers
2: um ben have we put enigma's body on the altar slab thing yet
0: you've Probably have, yes. I would think that would be a logical place to put it.
2: Okay, without when no one notices, I'd like to sort of, from under my my curtains, I'm going to subtly pull out the body of Hannah Gulch and push Enigma off and lay Hannah in her place. Does does anyone notice? All right, all right.
0: Uh, Power of veto, you are not (laughs) carrying the body of Hannah Gulch. I've seen your character sheet. You are simply not strong enough. (laughs) So... That's not what happened. Oh, Hannah,
2: I'll miss you. Hopefully, I, I'll I, see you in the afterlife.
0: Well, you never know.
1: I don't think you're um, going to get a blowy in the afterlife. Right? I, I don't <laughs> think this is going to pan out the way you want it to. Listen, things don't always. A bard
0: can dream. You have Enigma's corpse and. Preceptor Arroyo turns to you personally and says, do you wish to do the right?
3: Preceptor Arroyo, this is one of our dear companions and I'm afraid that uh, she's passed in the line of duty. Um, Now, whoever needs to do the right does not particularly matter as long as it gets done. Uh, We will assist in any way that we possibly can.
0: Very well, very well, he says. Then he looks down at Enigma's body and checks her over and it looks for a moment like something has surprised him. He looks up and he says, yes, the rite must be performed directly.
3: Very well, I shall
0: perform the rite. He starts calling instructions. Clerics come in. They're carrying various pieces of equipment. They bring in seven braziers and place them around the altar. The preceptor says, have you you led the rite before, Percy?
3: Ah, no, but how hard could it be?
0: Well... Pretty hard. (laughs) A fair... Few of us have. I've got every faith that you're definitely up to the job. You know how the rules work down there. You just keep in the rules. The right will draw your friend
3: yeah, to so, you. Uh, of course. <laughs> See, we all Who doesn't know the rules? But you know, just so that everybody else here understands, maybe you could yeah. recap just
1: quickly.
2: Yeah, Just, yeah, just for Bambri's sake.
1: Unless they've got like a sign on, on the gates of hell saying no ball games and... Mm. You know, no heavy petting. Yeah. No no running
2: by the pool.
1: Don't put your towels down early to reserve seats. He says, Oh, they will they will not
0: allow you to uh, enter without knowing what the rules are, but I'll I'll remind you for your friends, I assume you wish to take your companions into the realm with you.
3: Uh, yes, yes, certainly. Definitely. Uh suckers.
0: Yes, if you know them uh, well and you all know your friend here Uh, yes i I know them well and
3: um perhaps more importantly enigma knew them well um so that's that's probably going to be to our advantage to all going they will be equipped to draw her back to you
0: well the important things as you know you may not communicate with one from the realm unless they have spoken to you they will always initiate communication and if they do not there is every chance they cannot even perceive
3: you. yes of course i mean i knew i knew that one (laughs) obviously um Secondly, you may not cross a threshold
0: uninvited while you are there. It is a simple rule, I believe, that certain unliving may not cross thresholds in this world, and the dead realms behave as a
1: mirror. So, like a dick that responds in stupid limericks. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh pre-C biscuit, carry on. My bad. Sorry, sir. Glares at you briefly.
0: The third rule is that there is no death beyond death. Woo! There is no way you can kill anything in the realms of the dead. In the same way, you could not make an unliving creature more alive. It simply cannot be done.
1: We can't die either, right?
0: You cannot die. However, you could be rejected from the realm. If you upset or anger one of her subjects too much, Mother Death can choose to evict you and send you back here. Those that have had that experience, and it happens from time to time, have found it singularly unpleasant, and have often suffered lasting troubles as a consequence. Well, I believe the braziers are ready. I will just caution you this, and for a moment he looks really tired, and he says, no one who visits that realm returns unchanged. Very well, very well. Step step into the circle and I shall withdraw. And he steps back and you're stood in a circle of braziers. Outside it, the clerics and the few knights that are in the priory at the moment begin a low chant as the flames rise in the braziers. And then clerics step forward and throw bundles of aromatic herbs onto them
1: are we going to rotate Enigma uh, halfway through maybe turn up the, the heat put some tinfoil on her what's, what's <laughs> happening here? I'll, be, I'll be honest every time you said
2: braziers I'm imagining braziers so there's just a circle of bras around us it's pretty cool
0: yes yes you are that doesn't surprise me so, from the brazier set around you, smoke rises in billowing columns, becoming darker and thicker until it forms an impenetrable wall around you. The space begins to fill with it, becoming hard to breathe, thick, herb-infused vapours, filling your lungs and feeling granular on your skin. Then it suddenly feels strangely cold, and there is a sensation of falling back and down and through, spinning and possibly through the ground and back to upright. In a moment it's gone and you're standing in a rectangular room with statues of the Seven Sisters in alcoves along one wall. Other statues you don't recognise rest in alcoves along the other walls. At the far end of the room is a doorway and beside it a desk with two creatures sat at it. These are humanoid very strangely dressed in identical short grey coats over white shirts with some kind of narrow straight scarf or neckerchief tied beneath the shirt collar, hanging down their chests. Although their bodies look human, the necks that emerge from those collars are thin, made of pale creased scales like a bird's leg, turning a sharp right angle to end in a radial lamprey mouth. They show no other facial features, but they turn to point their heads at you. What do you do?
2: Uh, well, I'll look, to Percy, um, yeah, just I think <clears throat> you're you're pretty much going to have to lead this one, old oh boy. Well, thanks. What do you actually know of this land? Look, I'm, I'm going to level with you. This is the first time I've ever
3: done this. I have
1: no idea what I'm doing here. You... Uh, but, you I, I thought... I thought, I thought... Well, you, I didn't want to seem like an idiot. Yeah. To be honest, I thought we, they were going to send someone that had been here before. I'm not massively happy that we've basically gone to the land of the dead and none of us know what we're doing. Well, yeah. we know the rules and those
2: two guys seem to be able to see us, so I say... Yes, I,
3: as I said, how hard can it be? Come on, let's have a chat to these guys. When in the land of the dead, act like you're dead. Um, I'm not sure that's the best sort of maxim to follow.
2: Let's go and chat to these guys. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to sidle over as if I'm nonchalantly not even going there. I'm just going to hands in my pockets, kind of whistling to myself.
0: As you approach, one of the creatures at the desk begins to speak with surprising intelligibility considering the shape of
3: its mouth. Welcome to the Obsidian Cathedral. Why do you seek to walk the lands of the dead? We seek a companion of ours, uh, Enigma who um, we, we wish to, to locate um, and return to the land
2: of the living. Assuming that's allowed.
0: They glance at each other. Very well, very well. Are you aware of the laws that bind you here? Why don't you give us a quick recap? Of course, of course. You may not speak to one from the realm unless they have spoken to you. Okay, I knew that one, yep. You do not cross a threshold uninvited. Mm-hmm. You should not seek to kill anything in the realms of the dead for all here are already dead save yourselves and perhaps one or two other guests
1: hmm. and that's it that is the comprehensive rules for the entire world of the dead the
0: one further rule is if you anger or upset her subjects sufficiently mother death may choose to evict you from her realm if she does so it will be uncomfortable
1: for you yeah, that was that quite vague upset anyone yeah. in, in just point realm. of
3: clarity when you say about crossing thresholds is that, that we can't Cross thresholds, or we shouldn't.
0: It is the case that you will be unable to.
2: Kind sir, may I ask how how many other guests you have in this fine land?
0: Currently, we have two guests elsewhere in the land.
2: Can I ask their names?
0: We are not at liberty to share that information, sir.
2: Okay. Okay. Understood. My thanks for your time.
0: Very good. And who who will be paying your passage into the realm tonight? Uh, Percy.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to take a step back and start looking at the statues as if I'm not really sure what's going on. Um, uh, this one's nice.
1: Yeah. Camry, come and look at this one. With uh, me. I do actually want to look at the statues. Ben, is there? Ah. You said there's a statue of the various gods. Is there one of Alambra? Yes.
0: Okay. There is a statue of Alambra.
2: Is there a statue of Alana Sarista? No. I know she's not a god, but...
0: Technically, that's why. (laughs)
2: Okay, (laughs) I don't know. You said there are other statues. How many statues
0: are there, then? Yes, there are 15.
2: Do people make Hmm. offerings to the statues?
0: No, you can't see any evidence of it. It just seems to be that there are alcoves along the walls, and each one has a statue of a different figure. Some of them seem to be trees. One's a dragon. So they're not all humanoid by any means.
1: This does legitimise that Alumbria is a goddess, rather than just hmm. a powerful creature, because it's here. That's so, that's useful. We'll, we'll figure some stuff out about this later, but yeah, uh, the security guys, uh, Percy will pay the price, um, uh, Schmeckles. Okay, oh. yes, yeah, so
3: what's it going to be here? We've uh, we've got soft finishings, Schmeckles. <laughs> <laughs> World <Wilt your oyster. laughs>
2: to Oh, I've got gin in my nose! <laughs> 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 oh. You can have... Oh... Oh, fuck. <laughs> the
0: weird oh. lamprey mouth closes and it's impossible to tell whether it's smiling or irritated.
3: Like so many visitors that we meet.
0: Are you smiling or irritated, sir? It says The price of entry is a precious memory. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: oh, well that's that's great. Can I, can I just confirm that it's one memory to get us all in? It's like a family ticket. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm a kid it. <laughs> so I would yeah, probably get a discount. Can I get a vaguely, vaguely, happy memory because I'm I'm child discount prices. One payment will suffice for your entire group.
2: But Thank you, Percy. All right, how
3: many? I mean, uh, what's there? <laughs> So these You can't barter a... Percy. This
2: this ticket is it's on the prices mm. on the wall. It's um, so um, yeah, just before I go so
3: giving myself a frontal lobotomy. Um, <laughs> This is, what, a a standard currency in these these realms? Am I uh, likely to encounter this a lot? There there are various uh,
0: payments that are perhaps requested and that you may offer. You may give something of your life. I don't really like the idea of that. Or you may give a moment of recollection, or sometimes it may be that others will choose another price. Some will offer to exchange things you wish for, for favours. Be aware that a promise made within the lands of the dead is binding magically, and should it be broken, you will be called to account within the lands of the dead. Those called to account in this way are considered criminals and they are not amenable to the recovery process you are currently undergoing. Hmm. Um, well, uh, The memories themselves, of course, go to feed the Cleansing
3: Abyss. The Cleansing Abyss? Of course. Take bamboo there, he needs a, a dip in Whoa! the Cleansing Abyss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm very,
1: very fine with that Cleansing Abyss, thank you. Yeah, we're not. I, I've got a plan. Uh-huh. I can hand them my happy memory of Enigma. So that I'll forget who Enigma is and therefore not care anymore throughout this entire <laughs> process.
3: And if, if we do that all in turn, then by the time we meet her, then we'll just walk straight past and accidentally bring back Hannah Gulch or uh, yes. <laughs> finally Tristan's plans come to, to fruition. I'm going to
2: push to the front. <laughs> Enigma! <laughs> no, I won't.
3: <laughs> right, so I, guess, okay, I got a couple of memories that I can, can rattle off.
0: Um, Administration guys, hello. They look at you. Um, They'll turn to face you. It's hard to tell if they're looking.
1: We're looking for someone, but we don't actually know that person's name. Is that going to be a problem?
0: They say, but it is a person with whom you have had extensive
1: dealings. Oh, yeah, me and her are tight. Like, yeah, yeah, she's pretty into me. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, we'll be able to find her based on... On alone.
0: When payment is received, we will be able to uh, commence the process which will draw her towards you. So she will be drawn to you as you travel, but if you are able to retrace her steps then you will perhaps be able to recover parts of her that she has lost.
1: Wait, what? So she's not whole in here?
0: As one passes through the realms one gives up pieces of oneself. To fully reconstruct someone, the more of those parts you have, the easier it will be. A person who has not had any such reconstruction will return... hollow. She's
1: she's been dead for like 45 minutes at most. She can't have got very far. She's probably just beyond the gates to be honest. So Percy will pay up here. If we can get fast track to the gates we can just pick her up wandering around aimlessly.
0: Your supposition here is that time operates on the same basis as it does in the realms above. But that is not correct.
1: Do the gods have power here?
0: Mother Death has power here.
1: But you've got statues of the gods here. Why have you got statues of the gods here? Are they not in charge?
0: This room is, if you will, an entryway for servants of others. So Mother Death permits this room as a way of expediating travel between the realms above and
1: the dead realms. So do the other rooms have different gods that their followers turn up in? That is correct, yes. Okay, so these 15 aren't the be-all and end-all, there are other things.
0: There are other realms, there are other worlds. So
1: why does uh, Mother Death let people leave in the first place? Why would Percy's g- goddess allow us to travel in here and Mother Death ever let us take something that she now owns away? I don't get it. It
0: is a part of the First Accords. The Accords?
1: The Who are they written
2: by?
0: The First Accords. Mm. okay. The First Accords are binding. The creatures say, it is time for payment.
3: Right, so we need to pay with some sort of memory. Well, hmm. Well, there was a time, a time before I was a, a church man. Now, let me tell you about my first love. See, she was a fine woman, eyes deepest green, hair like the sun. Yes, she really made my, my whole world come alive. Me and Bernard, we were inseparable. She used to sing to me in a deep baritone voice.
2: <laughs> what are we listening to? What is
1: this? I'm assuming at this Until... point, Percy's breaking down in tears, uh, while Squin is breaking down in laughter. Until cruelly she was taken, taken in, taken during childbirth.
3: <laughs> Not our child, of course. She was a midwife.
2: How young was she? <laughs>
3: Ah, oh, we, we were but, but young pups at the time. You don't know how young she was. No, I don't. Poor old
0: Bernadette. You, you don't remember that name. You think you had a first love, Ooh. but you don't remember. It's like there's a blank where they used to be. The creature says, payment has been received. The rite has been initiated. Your companion will approach. You may pass from the palace, and they indicate the doorway, which leads you into a dark, empty hallway.
1: Um, Have you guys got like a guidebook or something we can just nab?
0: We cannot provide a map, but we can provide you with a compass that will draw you perhaps towards your companion. Okay, yep, cool. And he hands you a small sphere of crystal. And as you turn it around, there is a point of light within the sphere and wherever you turn it, the point of light stays over to one side. Oh, that was pretty good. Thank you very much. Good, good work, Bambri. <laughs> they say, very well. We look forward to seeing you again, perhaps in five years. Wait,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Who wait, was I wh- no? Wait, yeah. Who are you looking at? Oh, it's too late. We, I'm going to push Bambri out the door before he gets his answer. <laughs> it was, it was probably, <laughs> probably Percy. He's
1: pretty old. <laughs>
0: So, we are going to switch context, and we are going to go to the Mountains of Ragged Thunder. Enigma! Snow covers these peaks in blue-rhymed silver, and the sky seems to lap around their jagged pinnacles, sometimes reaching down towards them in long whirlpool twists of shuddering silver. The mountains themselves are steep, yet on the rocks strange lichens and mosses huddle. ...patches of unexpected colour upon the dire slopes. Across the snowfields and scree slopes, curious twig-like figures move in jerky strides, occasionally pausing to turn their beaked heads from side to side as though seeking something. You do not see the road any longer. You remember that you've crossed these slopes before. But you weren't a bird then. You did not have the wings of a hawk. There was something you left, but you think it, you might need it again although you cannot recall what it was. Your sharp eyes scan the slopes below as you circle, and you notice one of the stick figures is carrying a sack over its shoulder. Somehow you know it is carrying a thing that you lost. When you fly closer, it calls to you in the singing language of birds. Fairwinds carry you, Sister Hunter. What prey do you call?
4: What, what, what have you there?
0: This oh, this is but a trinket, a nothing, a lost form destined for the well. Can I see? Of course, of course. It takes the bag off its back and holds it open for you. And within it, you can just see what looks like tumbling mist.
4: Mm. Um, and what happens when I put my hand through it?
0: As your talon reaches into it, the mist seems to form a hand around your talon.
4: That's quite strange. Why have my... Claws become hands. The mist As
0: soon as you withdraw them from the mist, they are talons again. That's better. You feel that the mist is part of you. It should belong to you.
4: I think this is mine. It doesn't need to go down the well. I'll keep it.
0: If you are certain, then but I must trade it for a story, and it must be a story that pleases me. I wish for a story
4: of birds. I'll tell you a story of birds. It was once a magpie. His feathers were blackly lustrous and white as light. He had the finest beak, and his wings spread as wide as the trees. He soared over the lands below, and where those creatures live who cannot reach us, tied to the ground and slave to the mountains. He had all, and he was all that he could possibly want, but the magpie had a lust. There were sparkles that glittered greater than his feathers, and that could not be allowed. He must live as the brightest amongst the bright. Others could fly higher, but none could be brighter. His eyes fell upon the stars of the sky. They spoke to him below and mocked his comparative dullness, would swoop down, pushing him about like a hawk on a sparrow. His pride and lust lent him strength and his wings grew powerful and while the stars slept, he plucked them from the darkness one by one and dropped them into a pool in the mountain, where they fumed and throffed, ever luminous but lost to the sky. In the sky the darkness raged, she had lost her glow, had lost her beautiful lights, all she had to compete with day. In anger, Darkness swooped down herself upon the magpie. So huge was she. All was enveloped. Bats flew and wrens fell from the sky. Incandescent in her anger, she fell on the magpie, who was paralysed in fear. He thought this was the end, when she plucked his longest, finest feather, only a few shades darker than herself, and flickered straight back to her sky. The magpie could not believe how well he had got away, but magpie did not know the rules. Darkness flew to the pool on the mountain with her prize. In it swam her beautiful stars, screaming in bubbles to return to the heavens. She dipped the quill into the shimmering water and tattooed herself with the words of power. She wrote curses to all that cursed her, made wishes for those who worshipped and loved her. Curses and wishes all became true, bestowed on those that earned them. But the power, the power came from the quill, draining the magpie of his luster. With every spell his feathers were duller, his flight lower, his goals further from his claws. Her anger spent. Darkness took her stars from the pool and hung them in the sky to dry. It is a very fine story.
0: It is of the rules and of the magic and of the night. We have not seen the stars for so, for so very long. You may indeed have back your magpie will, little one. You may have your magpie will. And it opens the bag and from it the mist coalesces around you. And you find you have the form of a human, as well as the form of a hawk. And that perhaps the two are much the same. And so, with your own form restored, you can descend the mountain. Meanwhile, a vast plain stretches before you, with sparse silver-grey grass growing in spiny tufts that merge into a wide sea in the shadowed distance. Across the plain, patches of mist drift, sometimes individually, sometimes flowing together in great streamers of cloud. When they pass close enough, you realise that these are spectres, pale, half-images of the dead. Their voices form a constant background susurration, like the wind through distant leaves. In the distance, you see a single, much more solid figure, and as you draw a little closer, you can hear them singing in a high, pure voice. What do you do?
1: Well, that's not Enigma, but we're meant to be trading stuff to get back pieces of Enigma, so maybe this person's got a bit of Enigma. We'll uh, we'll trundle up to them. She
0: continues her song and she seems almost to glow, or as though a strand of light from that impossible sky. And you're all finding it very strange to be under the mercury billows that form the sky here. It's as if a beam of sunlight has somehow broken through. And is just shining on this one figure she has short hair and white robes on and as you get closer her eyes seem to pass right through you until they settle on tristan and she looks at him and she says you seek a friend singer
2: yes my lady that is true
0: and what is it that you seek
2: <laughs> i'm gonna to turn
1: to the other guys i'm right, like yeah okay Um, I seek. (laughs) You better say Enigma. If you say Hannah Gulch, I'm kicking you in the nuts. Don't
3: don't screw this up.
1: I seek a
2: friend. I seek uh, a woman (laughs) who goes by the name of Enigma. She says, a traveller. A visitor in these
0: lands. I have heard her in the Song of the Winds. I know something of her, I believe. Yes, she passed this way, she passed this way. But tell me, do you know my song? And she breaks back into the song she was singing as you arrived, and it's not a song you have ever heard before. It sounds a little different from... It's not even... The tonality is not the same
2: as the music you've heard. I must confess, Milady, I have never heard anything as fair as the song you sing now. Ah, she says, I am sorry to hear that for... uh, it has
0: sustained me here on this plane, but it is a song that belongs to the living. I would I would exchange it. Continue. Perhaps for a little of your
2: friend, you, you could bear this song for me. You wish me to continue this song in the realms of the living?
0: If you could carry the song, then you could sing it as the great right demands, as I was never able to. You could sing it to the dawn, in the Singers' Hall of Malahim. If you will do that, I will give you what I have of your friend.
3: Wait! Um, Tr- Tristan, so. before you agree to this, this song is part of a rite that you must perform in a hall. Um, perhaps you should press her on, on that. If it's just a song, then go crazy. But it, if we're being asked to... Unwittingly
2: conduct a, a rite. Okay, I got it. <laughs> that well, seem a bit may easy. I ask your name, my lady? She says, My name is Arundel. And you were
0: once among the living. Of course, all who passed through here were, save for a
2: precious few of the grievous bureaucracy. You mentioned the, a rite to be sung in. I'm going to turn to the guy's line. What was it in? Um, the great
3: halls of. In the
2: great halls. S- in the S- singers' hall of Malohin. In, which I've heard of, obviously.
0: Uh, you have never heard of Malahim. The where name is... means absolutely nothing to any of you.
1: Where is Malahim?
2: Yeah.
0: Milady, where, may I ask, is Malahim? Oh, surely you have heard of Malahim. It is just between Tambariel and Mirasom. Within the lands of the living. Of course, yes. You, you have never heard of Tambariel or Mirasom, either?
1: No. What's, uh, what's the time limit on him having to sing this song?
2: Milady... What it, remember, they can't hear you, Banbury. Oh, Direct bad. your questions to me. I am right, the vessel yeah, yeah, for your point. knowledge.
1: Oscar, uh, like, uh,
2: you yeah. know,
1: we can't do when... this anytime soon, but if it turns out this is in the middle of
2: their army. I'm going to spout. Oh, how do I. I want to search my bardic knowledge that I've. So I've never. Even if I spout, spout my knowledge, if, I've never Even heard of these if land. you could spout,
0: spout the deepest laws, these places are not known to you. Oh,
1: my lady. Tristan, just just trade her a song, just say you can't do that, her song's too beautiful, you wouldn't do it justice, and give her a song that you make up on the spot about Enigma.
3: Don't believe him Tristan, I think you'd do that song justice. (gasps)
1: Fine, he can do it justice, (laughs) but where's he gonna sing it? Round the back of the sheds?
2: The the halls of Malahim, obviously. Guys at this point I'm pretty much just staring off into the distance listening to you and even saying this isn't making any sense to this lady. My lady, you wish me to sing your song in the halls. Perhaps I could, I could alter the bargain slightly. Um, I will confess I have not heard of these places, and I come from a land quite down, far from here. Down under. However...
1: I defy myself from saying that.
2: While I, while I don't wish to blow my own trumpet, as it were, um, I am a musician myself of some renown. And in the lands where I come from I'm a big deal. My word is is taken as as gospel by some. I have a, a strong following throughout the many kingdoms, and if you would permit me, I will sing your song there so that a new world hears this incredible song in exchange.
0: She says, Ah, oh, but Malohim, you see, that was my mission. That was to be my life's work, to have sung there in the Great Hall as the sun rose. And I do not believe that I could settle for a lesser bargain. However, I understand it would be hard to find. Perhaps these places are even gone now. I cannot see my world having gone so far, but what you describe sounds as though you have never heard of the greatest city in the world. So perhaps it is all changed.
1: Ben, can I hear all this?
0: You can hear what she's saying, yes.
1: Right, so I saw in a vision a big giant city that was made of, <sighs> like, huge city Dude. towers that was getting destroyed. Yes, you did. Right. Can I can I do anything law check-wise to see if I can, having done some research after that scrying, see if that name rings a bell?
0: You have seen the name that looks like Malahim written in some very old records, but it was hard to make out the context—whether it was a place, or a person, or something altogether different.
1: So I can't perhaps. just pin it to this city that we're probably inevitably going to have to go to to stop. Uh, well, perhaps Earthfall. if um,
3: if Tristan can encourage her to describe the streets of Malahim, and they match Aye. what you saw in the vision.
1: Yeah, probably.
2: Malady, I am, and I'm going to lie here directly to her face. I'm hoping that this is not going to be, this is not going to come back and bite me in the arse. Milady, um, in the company I keep... That's a weird thing to lie about. I am, I am friends with a, a great and powerful wizard. <laughs> um, this, this man has abilities beyond mine. While his cleanliness is sometimes questionable, perhaps when I return if I return to the land of the living with by his leave we can research this mighty city if you can give me some description of its its streets and its spires and the general land around it then I will endeavor to sing your song not only throughout the lands but also in your hometown question mark? Very
0: well very well the city of Malohim of course is famous It is famous all across the world for its high towers, the great bridges between them, (laughs) its broad streets, the white walls of the city. It's truly one of the grandest cities of the whole Stone Empire. Stone?
2: We use wood now. I don't say
1: that. (laughs) Banbury gives uh, Tristan a thumbs up.
2: (laughs) Okay. Um, My lady, give me but a moment. Um, I'm going to hawk huddle, hawk huddle. Is it, it butter um, moment again? I didn't think we were going to have to do that has Bambi, again. <laughs> Bambi, has he told us about these yeah, visions? Yeah, yeah,
1: we? we've been travelling for okay. I
2: would have explained yeah. it. So, should I should I mention that I fear they've been destroyed?
1: or No, it hasn't been destroyed yet. Um, so what's going to happen is, or um, well, at least we don't know if it's happened yet. Even if it has been destroyed, we can go to where it was and sing it there. That's And it's... That'll it's not a different world, it's our world. No, it's 100% our world, because uh, Alan Briar is attempting to st- destroy it. Also, I can't quite remember, because obviously I was drugged up and it was a couple of months back. Uh, the But I'm pretty sure that uh, Ambiforax comes back, wanes in power, comes back in power, and then the city then falls and then... Uh, and then takes over so I think it actually is going to happen in the future so I reckon this city is still up and running we've just never heard of it we're going to have to go there all of this shit okay. is kind of like that's, that's going to be cool. the epicenter Percy's a massive hero of the goddess we're going to the Hawks are going to end up there so it's basically that's, that's just uh, season okay.
2: four Bambury story okay just I shall turn back to make, the lady sure I'm going to
1: when you make oh. this agreement with her that it's solely on you though I don't want my name involved Okay, so this is your agreement. I'll be honest with her. Uh, yeah. I, okay, Let's but clear cut that. And this
2: is a hawk. This is a hawk no. binding deal here. Hey,
1: it Percy goes lost both his ways. first love. His first love. Wait, you've got a tiny. Little, you've got a gig at okay, this stage but, of your career. Just be happy with it. You haven't okay, been to for. You've okay, been in the backs of pubs. This is, a C. this is what
2: I'm saying though. This goes both ways. So don't you dare bone me over later <laughs> to get out of something yourself. Okay. You've got to shake right now. I'm gonna put a little plastic glove on and I'm gonna offer Bamberry my hand to shake.
1: Okay. Bambury's like, gonna uh, run his dirty hand just down your oh, face and like plop down, down your, it. Plop your lip. That's yeah. As long as that's binding, that's fine. Yeah, that's so you, Yeah. We're I better than blood brothers. We're okay. probably disease brothers. It is literally
0: binding. It's like he's got Eva stick on
2: there. <laughs> I'm gonna to turn to the lady and sort of straighten down my um. Black, crimson, crushed velvet top that I'm wearing in the Land of the Dead with silver trim and straighten out my uh, naturally lengthed legs. You said, with... you,
1: a... <laughs> you said you were wearing a curtain still, earlier
2: this session. Yeah, before we went into the Land of the Dead. I checked. we are you? Wearing what we like in this place? Now, but
1: it's got like skeleton. It's got like Mr. Skeleton, right. little skeleton, and the doggy skeleton. On. I I WhatsApp uh,
2: WhatsApped the DM in a secret <laughs> conversation. <laughs> um, so I shall I shall turn back to the lady and say, my lady, having spoken to my my maid, I feel there is yet hope that I can find these cities and these lands and sing the song for you. Um, while I appreciate, I offer you this. Uh, I will endeavour to do my best and your lands have not been lo- lost yet. There is a chance so as well as throughout the kingdoms here, I shall endeavour to travel to these lands and sing your song.
0: She she smiles and says, Ah, you're very kind, sir. I'll give her a bow. Very kind indeed. As has always been the case in these endeavours, I am afraid I cannot grant you more than a year and a day to complete this.
2: Ah, oh, crap. May I ask the repercussions of not fulfilling your request on time not that i'm not a noble and honorable fellow but as a traveling bard i have lots of gigs coming up (laughs) and i don't want to i don't want to put off a big one for this no i'm I'm teasing i don't say that
0: it would be considered that the promise was
3: broken and try try and barter for like paternity leave or something
0: yeah you would be called to account here in this realm Okay, um, and you would be not be
3: permitted to return. Oh, so I'd live forever?
1: No, she means you'd be in the land of the dead forever.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure existing in the land of the dead forever is the same as living forever. Oh, I thought I wouldn't be able to definition. return to the. Li- I can return to the land of the dead, but I can't return to the land of the living. That is correct. You would be beyond any magic. Think, think through what that means, Tristan. Okay, one, one final question. You have, do you have cities in the land of the dead, my lady?
0: We are a realm of transit and pass. We do not have residents, for people do not stay. They pass through, and on, and away across the plain.
3: Transit and Pass were actually a very good group that supported Tristan um, (laughs) during his earlier
2: career. If you like music, then I'll probably do fine here. Um, I'm going to one last time, my lady bear with me, I'm going to turn to the guys. Okay, right. If I do this, we've got to do it. Hawk deal? Stop shaking your head, Bambari. (laughs) Bambi's already touched your face. I mean, how? how what, oh, yeah. do you need him to do that again or something? No, but let's... Uh, I'm going to have to do this, but needless to say, Enigma's coming with me on this trip, and she's singing because so I've heard her voice and it's awesome. Right, milady, what was your name again quickly?
0: Oh great. Now I have to remember what her name was. Her name is
1: <laughs> Arundel. 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 Yeah, that's right. Arundel. I'm the only Arundel. one that writes any
2: shit down. Jesus. That's what I'm doing now, I'm writing Arundel it down because I actually care. Ariel what? No, not Ariel. Arundel. Arundel. God. Aaron Del Watt. Uh, no, that's, she only gave us one name. Okay, and does this song have a name, m'lady? She says, it is the Dawn Song. The Dawn Song. Okay, that's pretty catchy. I can probably sell that. Ask her what the right does. <laughs> what, pray tell, does the right do when I sing it in the halls?
0: Oh, there is no uh, there is no right to it. It is just a song of praise for the morning. A song that brings brightness and joy to all who hear it.
2: Ask if that's a morning with a U. You wouldn't lie to me, would you, m'lady? You wouldn't. You're not setting me up for a summoning of a great evil demon, are you?
0: What cause would I have to lie? You are releasing me from my imprisonment, my long
2: years of holding in this land. Ah, then I will... I do it willingly and gratefully that you have offered me a chance to continue this great song. And I hope I don't hear the heavens explode with thunder and lightning and then she starts cackling evilly and disappears. Tristan? Yes, my lord. Before she,
3: before she goes, could you ask her if she's a guest in these lands or not? Well, the song gets louder as soon as he gives that agreement.
0: Oh. And you feel it rattle through your body and into your bones. And you feel it lodge in your memory. And you know that at any point you will recall that song. Cool. It is absolutely hooked into your memory. And then she just bows. She says thank you and she turns into mist and drifts away across the plain in the same direction as the other misty shapes that
2: are travelling across it i shall send her a deep genuine bow in her direction um most importantly is it a good song am i about to end my career it's real good yeah ah, no this yes. is this is an amazing song i didn't get a chance to ask if i can add to it or like drop lines that i don't think work very well
1: <laughs> i imagine oh. that would be a breach i just sing it yeah, okay. as it is okay yeah as it is okay yeah
2: oh wait she didn't tell us anything come you didn't tell us anything about enigma you sneaky lady <laughs> oh yeah that's a good point does she come back i'm gonna run after her <laughs> wait wait. <laughs> wait yeah enigma she did she did not oh you can she not hear me shouting? I'm going to start singing a song back to her. Alana <laughs> Enigma. Hello.
0: As you travel, you realise that many of the things that you remember doing, you suddenly have this idea of books. And the idea that possibly, just maybe you hadn't done those things, you just read books about them. Do you like books? Exactly.
4: I know a lot of things. I wonder what I did.
0: As you come down off the side of the mountain, you reach a forest. Tall trees reach for the sky here, forever shedding leaves of amber and russet to the forest floor. The undergrowth rustles with the sound of animals that stay just out of sight, but larger shadows walk amongst those trunks, obscured by dense bushes and glide half seen among high branches. As you come closer to the edge of the forest, you see a great tusked boar emerge from the undergrowth and stare at you. What do you do?
4: I look into his eyes. Does he look... intelligent?
0: They have a great depth and age to
4: them. Who are you?
0: His nostrils twitch. Its whiskers are pale bristles, and its tusks are great carving hooks of yellowed ivory. It regards you for a long silent moment, then turns and walks back towards the forest edge. It stops and looks back at you, takes a couple of steps further and looks back at you again.
4: I'm following him.
0: It leads you into the deeper wood, and at some point you pass a small stream bed. The air is chill and misty-edged above it, but there's no water in the stream bed, and it looks as though beneath the carpet of leaves, there are rocks and ashes rather than soil. From the mist, among the trees on the other side of the stream bed, another animal appears. What is
4: it? It's a
0: wolf. What does it do as it approaches?
4: It's snuffling amongst the leaves and the rocks and the ash.
0: How does the boar respond to it?
4: The boar walks towards it as if it knows it.
0: Interesting. They go up to one another and they touch noses the boar huffs at the wolf and the wolf sniffs the boar and for a moment they look at each other then they both look at you what do you do
4: i'm going to approach them with my hand out to see if they'll sniff it like you do with an animal to try and make friends
0: they both do and then the boar kind of rubs its head against your hand and its hair is bristly and its skin feels dry but it feels very alive. There is a real life to it. And Both animals walk with you a little while through the forest and then you come to a small clearing and they both walk in different directions. What do you do?
4: I'm going to follow the boar.
0: Very well. You travel with the boar and the boar travels with you but you come to an obstacle that seems impassable. What is it?
4: A cliff. The edge of a cliff. It's like uh, suddenly the land falls away and um, there is no forward path.
0: Yes. You come to the cliff and the boar is looking down it and you look down it as well. And the boar looks at you as if for guidance. What do you do?
4: Am I still part bird?
0: You still have something of the hawk about you. Oh
4: yeah. Can I fly?
0: Do you believe you can fly?
4: <laughs> 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 Only one way to find out I believe out. I can touch the sky <laughs> When
1: you dream about it?
4: I'm going to put my arms around the boar and I'm going to fly.
0: You fly and you carry the boar to the ground below through the forest canopy and down to the ground. At first its little legs are going in the air because it feels like it should be running and then it understands what's happening and you bring it down safely to the ground. It's a bit too heavy for you to carry far but you can bring it to earth and you come down beside a wide track of some kind that leads through the trees and beyond it you can see the edge of the forest and you have passed through the process of autumn.
3: So I gotta take a quick pee break before I do so. that. Two seconds. <laughs> We've
2: just started. I'm gonna literally just Cleft. started. Quick, let's think. Well, of a hello. Go
1: my to, name's Cleft. Know. I'd like to give the memories of when I bonded with those other little lads at the wall. <laughs> I didn't like them. I mean, I love them, but I think I should only remember Bambury because he's my nearest and dearest. I think of him as a son. So if you take the memories of uh, Little and Arrow Boy and Grumpy and the other wall fellas Bob, Tristan Malova, then that'll do. (laughs) My surname's not Malova, Tristan Malova.
2: Humble creatures, is celery allowed to be eaten in the realm of the dead? It's
3: one of the more pressing issues that we, we wanted to bring to Celery you.
0: celery may be consumed in the realms of the dead, but only as a suppository
2: Oh <laughs> is, is that considered? I'll just finish this before I leave Then. <laughs> <laughs> How about carrots? Carrots are pretty healthy
0: Stuart, I am actually going to kill you I'm just going I've to kill wanted- you
2: it's gone. I've swallowed. It's fine. It's now put in the correct place for the zone.
1: There we go.
2: I will ingest the calories the way that a Venus flytrap ingests nutrients. I don't from think a, fly. a Venus flytrap
1: puts a carrot up his arse, mm. Stu.
2: Uh, the celery, Magnus, what's wrong with you? Who puts a carrot in their ass? Jeez. I feel there is, there is yet hope. Um, Could you say that? I- is- Could you say, I feel there is yet
0: hope again. I heard you blow into the mic.
2: I feel like you're about to set me up for like, I blew loads of guys. Oh, no. Why did I even say that? Oh, no. And it's uneditable unless I record this whole thing again.